stepped into my dooryard with a cup of coffee in hand and slippers on my feet, just to be reminded of the feeling of early morning spring air in my lungs. It was out there that I found a little bird singing the sun to rise. I joined in. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Mid-May finally feels like real spring. Sure, the spring equinox happens in late March, but we're still guaranteed with at least one other snowfall, and there's hardly a hint of new green growth anywhere on the landscape that early in the season. It seems that only the ominous turkey vultures return that early in the spring to assist with cleanup from a hard winter. But as the grass starts greening up in April, the song sparrows and hermit thrushes begin to sing again, and ospreys and phoebes return, we know real spring is coming. So by now, I revel in the abundant green, new flowers, and cacophony of birdsong that we no longer have to search for. Real spring is impossible to miss. One very special bird that is easy to miss, but absolutely worth seeking right now, is the northern perula warbler. Last year at this time, I found myself with camera in hand, beelining towards an apple tree, absolutely cloaked in flowers. I had been hoping to photograph the beautiful pale pink and white flowers, but immediately started noticing some interesting animal-flower interactions. First, it was the buzz of bees. Second, it was a lone ant sipping nectar. And third, there was a regular flitting high in the tree, individual tiny branch tips bouncing up and down as a result of this invisible being. I could hear and see the results of its flitting about, but couldn't lock eyes on the culprit. Then I heard the classic sound of the northern perula and knew who was responsible. That particular sound, which always reminds me of a temper tantrum ending in a foot stomp, is a common reminder around here of what little bird is high above us in the forest canopy. Lucky for me, that apple tree wasn't so big, so I simply waited, knowing the perula's constant motion would mean it would have to reveal itself eventually. My patience paid off. It hopped onto an outer branch, picking at the spaces between the flowers, lifting its head at one moment with a wriggling, smooth caterpillar in its bill. The constant motion and turning about gave me the full 360 view of this bird, as if it were strutting on a flower-carpeted catwalk. It had a blue-gray back with a subtle olive patch in the center, white rings around its eyes, and a yellow throat and breast with a dark chestnut band like a necklace gilding the stunningly colorful bird. I expect such diversity of color on a bird in the tropics, but rarely in our northern birds. But of course, northern perulas are only here during the summers, having recently arrived from their wintering grounds in Mexico, Central America, or the Caribbean, where I do expect such colorful bird species. Northern perulas are small warblers, about the size of a kinglet, with a wingspan no greater than 7 inches and a weight of 5 to 11 grams which is between the weight of a nickel and a large grape. Their thin, pointy bills are perfectly adapted to gleaning spiders and a variety of insects from tree branches. Their presence high in trees makes you realize just how many bugs are up there, even this early in the season. But it also indicates their reliance on the forest canopy for nesting. These little birds are closely associated with epiphytic species, like mosses and old man's beard usnea lichens, that grow high on the branches of trees. They use these species for making their nests, well camouflaged in a hanging clump of lichen. 
Since these lichens will not grow in areas with poor air quality, perulas struggle with finding adequate nesting areas where the air quality is low. So the next time you're outside in a lichen-clad forest, listen for the temper tantrum-like call and rapid flitting about of a northern perula high above you. While their numbers overall have increased by about 60% in the last 50 years or so, their numbers have decreased along with the air quality in particular areas. To keep these little birds thriving, they will benefit from our commitment to improving air quality, so never idling your gas-powered vehicle is just one easy way to help. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of